Amit Baines is the Chief Executive of the Western Bulldogs. Just, he's just ducked out of the formal speeches to be able to join us. So we're indebted to you, Amit. So welcome to AFL Nation. Thanks for having me, Jared. You've played the last couple of weeks in torrential rain in various parts, but is it a bit different in Perth tonight? Very different. 28 degrees here during <laughs> uh, the day, so it's going to be a nice fast deck tonight. We've all been pondering the, the fortunes of both of these clubs tonight, the Dockers and the Bulldogs. Give, give us your top-line summary of the, the first five weeks of the season. Yeah, well, obviously the first two weeks were, were pretty disappointing for us, second half against Melbourne and then certainly the entire game against St Kilda and you know put us behind the eight ball a bit. Um, I think the last three weeks I've been really strong. Obviously the wins over Brisbane and Richmond and... Now we're good for most of the game against Port Adelaide, but unfortunately couldn't grind it out in that last 10 to 15 minutes, and they were just stronger for longer. So um, while we're obviously disappointed to be two and three, we certainly think that we've turned around our form in the last three weeks. Amit, uh, you obviously had the, had the week, or the club has had the, the week on the road coming from SA to, to WA. What's been the feedback coming your way in terms of the preparations and, and making that decision to, to, uh, to keep the players and the, and the staff on the road? Yeah, look, I, ultimately the decision was made originally to avoid having to, to travel back to Melbourne on a Sunday night and then back across to Perth on, on Wednesday. So from that perspective, just have that continuity, it's been good. And I think the feedback from our playing group and staff is that, you know, not so much the extended hub in 2020, but certainly the, the one-week road trips in the final series in 21 um, was really great for our group just to be together and focus. And um, that that's certainly been the, the case this week. Um, we've got five Western Australian boys in the team as well. So I think an opportunity for them to be home and see families also been a, a great tonic. How's the redevelopment coming along? And has there been any any pushback? I suppose you're not going to say it externally, but has there been any pushback in terms of the players not having access to what they were used to meet in terms of what they had at the facility and then having to travel to Skinny Reserve and all those aspects that, that come with uh, you know the redevelopment underway? Yeah, look, firstly, things are, are going well, Jono. Um, the weather's been a lot kinder. Uh, this year compared to the back end of last year. So we lost a bit of time with all the rain in Melbourne across November and December. But um, the play should be back on the turf within the next, you know, two to four weeks, depending on the on the sun. Um, but the turf's been laid and looking magnificent. Um, and the rest of the, the, the precinct's coming along well. Concrete's been poured in the new Witten stand. The indoor training field is very visible. Two of the new uh, four light towers are up. So, no, progress has been great. I think from a play perspective, you know, absolutely, honestly, they've been tremendous. Um, the attitude that Chris Grant and, and Luke Beveridge Bevo have driven within the playing group has been great as well. So outside of um, a bit of a transition period at the start of pre-season last year, the players have been great. And certainly I know there's been some suggestion that that might have contributed to the, the poorest start to the year, but um, the players will be first to tell you that's not correct. 50,000 members as well, Amit. It's, uh, it's, it's early on too to, to reach such a milestone. Yeah, look, we're we're really excited and we're we're incredibly grateful to our fans. Um, I think the other part that's good about that achievement at this point in the year is we only play home three times in the first nine rounds, and you know a lot of people buy their memberships to attend games. So we hope the number will grow. We're about, as of today, about six hundred behind last year's all-time record. So we'll we'll definitely look to break that in the next couple of weeks. But just really grateful to uh, the loyal and committed fan base that we have. And a, and a good inclusion last week, and, and hopefully he's able to fire again tonight in, in Cody Waitman. Yeah, oh, look, it's it's enormous pressure to put on a, what, a 21-year-old, but the energy and spirit he brings to the team makes such a difference to the players around him, and 
Um, you know, last week it was great to see he and Artie Jones together, similar personalities, housemates, and, um, you know, for a guy who didn't even play the pre-season practice games against opposition to come in and have the impact he did was outstanding. So hopefully he continues that and continues to inspire the guys and um, have a dry deck for our big guys up forward tonight. It'll be exciting. You've got big guys everywhere. It's a land of the Giants uh, down there at uh, in the West. Buka Kamas is one of my favourites. I can't see his name anywhere, though. How's he tracking? No, he's going well, um, Jared. He's been emergency um, a few times this year, but hasn't quite been able to break into the team. I think that's testimony to how well um, the defenders have gone. And obviously, Josh Bruce, um, unfortunately, injured last week, but started the season um, really well. And um, I think the other the other guy, Ryan Gardner, finished top six in the best and fairest last year and can't get a game for similar mm. reasons. So um, I don't think it's anything untoward. He, he's been going well at VFL level. It's just the opportunity hasn't quite opened up. So people are going to come coming for some of your tools that aren't getting games, and you've got so many of them. Will you will you use one of them to bolster maybe another midfield area at the end of the season? Uh, look, I, I think having the depth is important for us. I think you know a bit of the irony for, for the Bulldogs is that um, we have gone from rags to riches in in that area of the ground. Mm. Went for so long, we've um, had to have makeshift tools play. I suppose. Uh, but if you look at it from a, a demographic, a list management demographic, it, it is a bit of a blend. So whilst we now do have a lot of key backs, for example, as we said, you know, Liam Jones, Josh Bruce, Alex Keith, they're all on uh, the wrong side of 30. So we hope right. they play for a very long time, but clearly there'll be um, a limited lifespan there. So, you know, guys like Buku or even Jed Buslinger, who was our first pick in the draft last year, another Western Australian kid, um, their opportunities will come. I mean, you... The, the players, the, the coaches, they'll only look to what's coming up next week. But you can look ahead uh, in, in your role. And tonight's W is is critical because then it's the Hawks, GWS, Adelaide and the Suns leading into, you know, coming up towards the buys. The next five weeks for, for the club is huge in terms of the, the context of the season. Yeah, oh, I think just, as you say, starting with tonight, both teams are two and three. And um, whilst it's only one game, the difference between three and three and two and four, probably you know, in this season, especially given how even it's been, is is huge. And um, I think whilst on paper that sounds great, Jono, I think the reality is, you know, to even just use Adelaide Crows as an example, um, they're, they're flying at the moment. Suns are up in Darwin when we play them, you know, um, foreign deck uh, for us as well. So I don't think there are too many um, easy games. To say. The, the Giants game's on the road as well. So I think um, they're all important. Um, we need to, to get some momentum up, as you say, because I think the tonic for us, um, which is no guarantee again, but is uh, a nice suite of home games um, on the run home. Put your coach's hat on. What area of the ground do you need to get better at? Yeah, look, I think I think one of the, the challenges we've had, which has been um, across the park, and I know it's been spoken about a little bit um, through the media this week, has been our skill and, and ball use, especially our kicking. Um, mm. Now, the last couple of weeks have just been a, a hack fest for both teams, but even the start of the year, some of our... Um, kicks who are amongst the best kickers in the competition haven't quite been performing at the same level so um, I think you know getting getting that back up and running um, will be really important and, and you know that's driven by the midfield as well um, and, and having that connection across the ground but certainly um, you know getting the ball inside 50 because we're still you know outside of the Saints game we're still been getting enough looks inside 50 um, just a combination of the the, the ball use and the pressure um, has meant we haven't scored enough as we should have. Yeah, it's hard to actually ascertain what context 
your stats should be. I mean, you look at your forward line, your 18th for a lot of things in your forward line. You look at your kicking, your 18th, but you've played in a flood the last two weeks. So I know the season is five weeks old, but it does compromise uh, to some degree stuff like accuracy of kicking and capacity to mark the ball. Yeah, no, it does. It does. And, um, you know, Freo will no doubt, given their game style, will be relishing the conditions tonight. But I think for us, um, to, to have a, a settled forward line that's now played with each other, you know, with the exception of Cody, she's come back in, but in terms of the tools, played with each other now for a few weeks, to have that opportunity on, on a dry deck and, and to give them a better chance um, is something we're looking forward to. And, you know, Freo have been a really strong defence. Um, you know, it's been a little bit more challenging for them this year, but they were exceptional last year. They're only behind a Geelong from a defensive um, points conceded perspective. So um, great conditions and a, and a great challenge for our guys. The discussions you're having with the the football department, Amit, is there is there anything on the agenda already for what sort of resources you might just have to start thinking about to add as an addition to the football department, whether it's for the remainder of the year or certainly, as you know, you need to start looking for 2024 and beyond. You're looking for a job, like. Jono? No, I'm definitely not looking for a job. <laughs> Yeah, come in for a coffee, 9 a.m. Monday. Don't know, happy, happy You're looking for more volunteers, um, obviously, mate. I didn't lead, I didn't I lead it for that reason, mate, <laughs> at all. No, look, look we, we made some um, some significant additions in the coaching space over the summer break, so effectively added one and a half uh, coaches in Brendan Laid full-time and Steph Martin, who obviously uh, retired, um, sort of 0. 0.6 or three days a week on the main training days as well. So we feel from a coaching perspective, we're actually in a really good space um, at the moment. If you fast forward to the start of next preseason, we'll be in our new facility. And I think from that perspective, um, you know, we're really well, well placed. Um, so it's just a question now of doing what, um, you know, the bottom line in, in terms of what performance demands is, and that's winning games of footy. There'll be a lot to learn from Gather Round, Amit. You were one of the two sides who had to play the, the home South Australian teams. Is it is it a disadvantage? Is it too big a disadvantage? Is it the sort of thing you should only be asked to do once in the duration of, uh, of what will now be a four-year stretch? Yeah, look, I'd, I'd probably separate the two sort of from a club perspective and just um, from an objective observation. Clearly, there's an added benefit to the Adelaide teams to, to have that extra home game at Adelaide Oval in front of what was, you know, not not a full house of their fans, but the majority of their fans. Um, but from our club perspective, we were happy to play there. We've got a, a really good record at Adelaide Oval in, in recent years and, and against Port. So we didn't see it necessarily in that light, but objectively that's the case. I think what the AFL would also say um, as part of those discussions is that they've tried to ensure um, that both ourselves and Carlton didn't get an extra interstate game on top of playing the South Australian teams um, in gather round. So, um, you know, if, if that can be maintained going forward, then that I think that that's an appropriate balance as well. Yeah, so so the number of travels stays the same. Um, yes. Yeah, okay. So that, that is, yeah, that, that's, a, that's a relatively good compromise, isn't it? Yeah, no, absolutely. So, yeah, as I said, from our club perspective, we were comfortable playing Port there. Our guys love the venue. I think even going back to... Um, the 2020 year of the hub year when the AFL was giving the Victorian clubs an option of where they might play a home final. Um, we, we didn't get that option in the end um, and played away to St Kilda, but our guys nominated Adelaide Oval, um, funnily enough. So, yeah, playing there and playing one of the local teams, no, no issue for our guys. And Tim English is currently the number one rated player in the competition. So that's the way that the, the numbers have landed, not just the, the number one Ruckman, but the number one player overall. It makes him a... 
a very valuable asset right now and into the short-term future when you'll need to re-sign him, doesn't it? Yeah, oh, look, he's been outstanding. Um, I don't even need to look at the stats. I reckon I have a text from mates who do their fantasy football after every game we play telling me how well Tim English has gone again. Um, but but in terms of his actual performance, I think you see that he's playing with a lot more presence um, across the game. Um, he's accumulating the footy, he's hitting the scoreboard, he's, he's, he's doing it all. He's obviously contracted to the end of next year and no, he, he's in a really good place. I um, caught up with him for a bite um, a couple of weeks ago just to talk about life outside footy as well and um, look, we think he's really settled in, in Melbourne. He's, his brother's moved over recently from Perth as well and um, really enjoying his footy. So you're right. It's an important signature to get. And Did you, you put know, the contract uh, under his nose when you actually <laughs> caught up with him? <laughs> no, not, 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 not my place. I know my place. Um, that's very much Dan Power's domain. Okay. Um, our, our chat was all, all about um, career and stuff off, off the field. Um, but no, we'll we look to make him a priority clearly, um, well ahead of when he comes out of contract because he's an important player and again tonight, you know, we'll play a pivotal role in determining the result. And mate, I think you did lay it out. You said, read this menu, Tim. <laughs> tell, us, tell us what you oh, think. What's that that fell out of my pocket there, Tim? Oh, I don't just have to be a contract. Uh, and mate, good of you to join us. Good luck tonight. No problems. Happy calling, gents.